Hello and welcome to the FPL Scope podcast. I am uh, one of your hosts, Matthias, and uh, despite the fact that I might seem uh, positive and upbeat, I, along with my two co-hosts, had uh, one of the worst game weeks of all time, directly after launching an FPL podcast. Uh, yeah, pretty much uh, you can call it content creators uh, curse, you can call it bad luck, but out of our three teams, except for the captain, Holland, we all captain Holland, obviously, and like everyone else, he got 26 points. But apart from Holland, uh, through all of our teams, my team, Kimo's team and Kevin's team, only one player got more than two points. And that was Callum Wilson, who scored a whooping five points for Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so despite our current players, or cur- our current starting players uh, failing to produce uh, many points, uh, a lot of our former players or bench players scored a lot of points. And that inspired me to make this uh, piece of art that you can see in front of you if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> I can uh, explain it to you. It's basically a picture of uh, a mother troll and uh, 11 small trolls. And that is from a Norwegian uh, lullaby, actually, called uh, Trollmors Vuggevisa, which is about well a troll and her 11 troll children. Uh, the big troll is Holland, who hasn't really trolled us this season, and he's delivered even this uh, this game week. But the other 11 trolls are players that we've had or uh, benched, that we've had recently or benched. And uh, they got a lot of points uh, between them. Um, after the weekend, we had 10 trolls, and then on Monday, we had our final little troll show up, and that was uh, Kurt Zuma. He plays for my favorite team, West Ham, and I had him from game week 8 until game week 13 when I wildcarded him out. And obviously he had to score a a goal and uh, get a clean sheet, and he got 15 points in total. So as a West Ham fan, that made me really happy, but as an FPL manager, it uh, made me a bit uh, salty, uh, to say the least. It had to happen. It had to happen. (laughs) It had had to happen, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can hear there, that was uh, Kimo, my uh, other co-host, and I also have uh, Kevin here. Uh, so I'm going to open it up to you guys. Uh, do you have any thoughts about the, the game week? We're obviously going to go through our game week 13 squads, but do you have any uh, comments to start the podcast? Kevin. I mean, I'm just uh, extremely disappointed. I, um, I hate my life. I hate FPL. <laughs> I hate the Premier League. Uh, Everton won three nil though, so I'll take that. I'll take that for a terrible game week every day of the week. But considering this is a FPL podcast, maybe that's not the best thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, I can also just say the word bench and leave it at that. Yep, Kimo. Any other comments? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's good to be back with uh, with another episode of the podcast. I mean, it feels much more light this time. We we have prepared a lot and, uh, and everything, so. The stress is gone, but uh, about the game week, it's, it's so disappointing. And it's like, as you as you have mentioned, it's like a troll. And it's very typical after you've done your wild card, you have like a big hopes of having like the best game week ever. And then here you go. I'm, I'm, I feel like I have an immunity of, of this kind of like wild carding and then getting disappointing. So uh, not, not like uh, as disappointed as Kevin, but yeah, I'll take it. And then uh, I'll, I'll try to climb up the ranks one more time. So yeah, I'm yeah. optimistic at least. For if sure. Arsenal does well, yeah. Yeah, we had a pretty bad game week, but I think we're all pretty excited about the podcast starting and uh, what will come after this, <laughs> both in terms of our game weeks and in terms of uh, the content that we'll produce. So uh, let's just right, jump right ahead and see, look at what we are what we have for content this week. Sorry about my English, it's a bit 
I'm Norwegian, so that's also actually uh, that's another point. That's another point that I forgot to make earlier. That uh, the trolls are actually from Scandinavia, and uh, as we mentioned last week on uh, this podcast, we have Scandinavian roots. I'm from Norway. Kevin is uh, Swedish, Sri Lankan. He's born and raised in Helsingborg. And Kimo, while he's uh, born in Egypt, he moved to Norway six or seven years ago. I can't remember exactly how long ago. Six, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Six years ago, and uh, he also has a hairdo like a troll as well. So uh, he's an honor- <laughs> he's an honorary troll, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyways, that's enough about the trolls, uh, or well, not enough. We're going to talk a bit more about the trolls later on. But uh, for now, we're going to go through the table of contents. Uh, the first uh, thing we're going to go through is our gaming thirteen teams. Again, we have to just talk about our gaming thirteen teams, leave it in the past, and that's it. And when we need to look forward to the future, we go to our next point, which is the fixture ticker. We'll look at who has the best fixtures, who has the worst fixtures, and uh, some stats to go along with it. Then our third point is uh, make the case, which is our um, players to watch section. So uh, the category this week is uh, keep the faith. After a game week like this, it's easy to be like, oh, I need to switch out my whole team. But like me and Kimo, we had a wildcard and just swapped out our whole team. So we need to keep the faith in some of our players. And um, well, at least in me and Kevin's case, Kevin or Kimo's case is a player we don't have. Any of us don't have, but... We'll see about that later. Then the fourth point is the weekly wildcard drafts. Uh, like I said last week, it says it all in the name. It's something we do weekly where we wildcard. Uh, we, we basically do uh, wildcard drafts. Uh, that doesn't mean that we think that you should make, do a wildcard this week. Uh, I mean, by now, most of you have already used your wildcard. But it's just a way of showing which players are the most important players to have in uh, a 15-man squad. So we'll pick what uh, it, it's an actual draft, and we'll pick with number one, number two, and number three picks. Kevin has the number one pick this week. Akeem has the number two pick, and I have the third pick. And then the final point we have on our plan is uh, well, the gimmick fourteen plans, and we'll look ahead to the next game week and see what type of transfers we want to do. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it for the table of contents we've moved right along to our game week 13 teams and we'll start like we do with the podcast number one this week is kevin and uh, here's his team he got 44 points uh, in total but he also had a minus eight because he used three of his transfers for Ooh. a minus eight hit so he actually ended up with uh, 36 points uh, in the net total but yeah kevin uh what are your thoughts about uh, your team performance this week I mean, considering the fact that I wanted to deactivate my account after seeing the game week just progress, I was, uh, to say the very least, uh, annoyed, upset, uh, frustrated. But uh, the thing about that is that all managers were feeling exactly the same because a lot of us did similar moves. In terms of goalkeeper, I had Raya, who got two points. Terrible. Yeah lost what was it four nil in the end but he did yeah. several saves so sort of made up for the fact that he could have he should have finished on minus points fair enough Trippier, who got two points uh again i can't be mad at that considering the fact that he's been excellent since the beginning gay um zero points i actually forgot <laughs> he was playing everton like when i was making last minute changes and I wanted to actually play Nico Williams, who I'll get to. 
because of the storyline of him playing his former club. But Gay played zero points. Cancelo, two points, because of course, of course, Cancelo had to concede when my two co-hosts decided to bring him in. And yeah. of course, he had to concede to Leandro Trossard. <laughs> so he finished yeah. on two points. Saka, who should have scored a penalty and gone in a penalty and all that stuff. I can go on and on about that game. Finished on one point. Salah lost to Nottingham Forest for two points. Foden got subbed on, did nothing. One point. Zaha, invisible the entire game, was majorly in Coleman's pocket, which is weird to say for one point. Tony, two points. Could have gotten more, but what can you say? Wilson scored, stupidly got a yellow card, um, but got five points. So I can't really. You complain. got out of bonus because of the yellow card, I think so. Yeah, exactly. And his whole goal was just completely silly from Yuris, anyways. So beautiful, I'll beautiful take goal, it. though. Very yeah, good. very beautiful goal. And then, of course, Erling Holland, the home warrior, 26 points, 13 points uh, with a captain on it but if you go to my bench ward got eight points <laughs> look at the bench look at the bench andreas got 10 points because he got two assists goodness me neko williams clean sheet and subbed off and patterson had he played because he's soon back would have also gone six points because he would of course play instead of coleman and everton kept the clean sheet but obviously he did it in this scenario and as you can see and if you can't see i made Three transfers for minus eight, which was Pope for Raya, Trossard for Foden, but I was always going to do that transfer anyways, and so did everyone else, and then Mount for Saka, and uh, yeah, I'm not happy about anything in my entire life currently, but I am very hopeful <laughs> for the future, and I think uh, especially Foden and Saka will go into more in detail for next game week, which is game week 14. Uh, yeah, it should be mentioned that you couldn't have done Mount Osaka without doing Pope Teraya. So that was Correct. sort of why you did a minus eight hit. You didn't do Pope Teraya just for the hell of it for minus four. Uh, no. That was, that was still for Osaka. One, one thing before we move to, to my team, like, would you at any time, Kevin, have played Andreas Pereira over any one of your te- current team? The only... If I played with my heart, yes, because I wanted to bench Gray for... Um, Nico Williams because he was playing Everton and also because I just thought Williams would have storylined it in that sense, right? But I don't think I would have generally speaking benched anyone. The only one who I might have benched was Saka if there was more news like, oh, I don't think he's going to start or anything like that. But the minute Arteta spoke, I was just like, yeah, it's a no-brainer that he's going to play the game. Okay, fair enough. yeah. 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 Uh, we'll move right along to Kimo's team, which was a wildcard team, and uh, you can just uh, go through your team, basically, Kimo. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll take it very quick. Brian Goal, Cancelo, Trippier, Gabriel, Foden, Salah, Zaha, Martinelli, Saka, Skamaka. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I said it right this time. And and hold on, Captain. My bench is Iverson, Bueno, Nico Williams, and Archer from Aston Villa. Well, it's 43 points, almost identically as 
everybody else who had only Holland as captain and the rest of the team is shit. So I think this is the only game week from the beginning of the season where I had lower than the um, than the average. With the average, this game week is 51. And this is the only game week since I began the season that I scored lower than the average. Uh, as I said, it's like it's a very big disappointment just to look at the team before the deadline. And right now, it's like, oh, you, you would have thought like, oh, this is a 100-points team or something like that. So looking at it right now, I regret some of the decision. I stupidly had Salah in. I was not going to involve Salah at Mateen. <clears throat> I said it uh, last uh, episode. I'm not going to get Salah. I'm going to get Darwin. I wanted to get Boyne. Um, I wanted to get some other players, but Salah has ruined all my plans because uh, stupid injury of Darwin. But yeah, here it is. Cannot complain. We will fix it from the from that point to the. It's only three game weeks, and then we will get three transfers. So yeah, I went down on ranking around half a million. I think I was one million before the game week, and right now one million point four something like that. So pretty disappointing uh, red arrow. But yeah, I'll take it from there. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to my team, which is uh, going to look pretty similar to uh, Kimo's team. And uh, even though I'm presenting my team after him, uh, he copied me. So uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I have the receipts as well. So I should get, get, get the credit for all the blanks in the 44. Uh, no, it was Kimo's idea. Sorry, it was Kimo's idea. I copied his team. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was Arsenal, but yeah. <laughs> No, nah, but like Kimo said, he had a different team for me uh, previously with Darwin as a striker and a couple other changes from my team. But he uh, he had to switch it last minute, and then he just copied my team, and uh, he paid the price for it, basically, with <laughs> 44 points. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I can just repeat what Kimo said with uh, all of his players. Raya, two points. Cancelo, two points. Gabriel, two points. Trippier, two points. Salah, two points. Martinelli, two points. Jesus and Skamaka, two points. And Foden and Saha got one point each. And then obviously I had a whole on with 26 points. Um, I had a pretty good bench as well, just like Kevin. I had Ward on my bench for the fifth consecutive game week where he scored a decent yeah, amount of points. Yeah. I started the season with Ward and Iverson. He did nothing. And then once I lost faith, he started producing, of course, like the troll he is. Uh, I also picked up Leon Bailey, who I placed on my bench for 13 points. You're not going to mention me. You're not going to mention I'm, me. I'm about to mention you, of course. Uh, but first, I also, I also have Bueno and uh, Patterson, who got zero points each, of course. But yeah, Bailey I brought in rather than having uh, Andreas Pereira, basically because Kimo said that they had a, they have a new manager, so maybe they'll be really good. And uh, of course, <laughs> they had a new Thank manager and <laughs> they were really good. But he was always going to be on my bench anyway. Um, before I changed uh, my lineup a bit, I was going to have a West Ham defender on my bench, but I wasn't going to have Suma. I was going to switch him out to Carrier anyway, so I would have just had the six points rather than the 15 points if I'd kept the West Ham defender as I originally planned, and he would be on my bench anyway. So yeah, um, but Suma is only one of the players that I removed from my Gaming 12 team that produced points this week. I also had... Um, I had Trossard, I had uh, Andres Pereira, I had... You're uh, not allowed to mention what you had. I, I had Mitrovic. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's, a, it's In hindsight, it's a mistake swapping them out for yeah. three City players, three Arsenal players, Salah, yeah. Wilfred Saha, Skamaka, who has a great fixture against Bournemouth, and Trippier, who's been amazing this whole season. I expected yeah. so much more than 44 points, but... Yeah. That's what I had. Just at another... one point as well, I had I had Trossard and I had Darwin and I had Leon Bailey. So I was like, 
if that injury didn't happen, my team would have looked so much better and I wouldn't have the dilemma that I have right now between Salah and some other players, but yeah. And you'd, you'd still bench Bailey, so... <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> you would. Yeah. But yeah, uh, anyways, that's our teams. Yeah, uh, just another terrible game week. I'm <laughs> my rank is not uh, what I'm used to from previous seasons. I'm down at 2.1 million in rank. I still have hopes to get into the top 100k. I'm about 75 points away from that now. But anyways, uh, to get to that point, I need to do well in the future. And uh, to do well in the future, you have to look at the fixtures. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. So yeah, here is the fixture ticker. It is uh, our fixture ticker, but it's uh, it has the same a lot of the same elements that the Fantasy Football Scout fixture ticker has, including the same color scheme. So dark blue is the easiest matches, uh, dark red is the most difficult matches, and then everything else in between. Uh, there's not really much to note here from last uh, compared to last week, except that Newcastle have finished, they've done their game away against Tottenham, and now they have two really good fixtures coming up. And on top of that, they played really well against Tottenham 1-2-1. Almiron is uh, in our thoughts already, we'll speak about him more pretty soon. We'll just have a look at all the team's stats. Uh, on this slide we have uh, both expected goals and expected goals conceded for each team and I'll just quickly run through the three top teams in each category. Uh, in expected goals in the last six matches they've played Man City are number one with 11.54 expected goals. Second place is uh, the aforementioned Newcastle with 10.63 and third place is actually my West Ham and uh, Skamaka with 10.37 expected goals. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the top three. In the bottom three, we have uh, Southampton at the very bottom with 4.41. Uh, Bournemouth with 4.73, uh, second to last. And then third to last, we have uh, Everton, which is uh, kind of surprising. But this week, they actually had a really good game week. And they had, uh, about, they had almost two expected goals. So uh, maybe something is uh, brewing there. We'll get more into that later with Kevin. But before that... Yeah, Kimo, any comments? No, no, I, I just commented on Everton. I think I think something is happening, and I'm, the fixtures will take them up. But yeah, I think Kevin has a lot to say. He's an Everton fan. He, he has more to say. Exactly. So we'll get to that pretty soon. Uh, just yeah. go through the expected goals conceded first as well. Uh, again, surprisingly, West Ham are number one. Uh, they have 4.35 expected goals conceded in the last six matches. Yeah. which is really 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 good really really good really impressive and uh, Zuma obviously got the 15 points that I didn't get <laughs> from him <laughs> but enough about that second place is also very surprising it's Aston Villa with 4.99 uh, expected goals conceded but yeah. uh, Aston Villa have the unfortunate fact that they have three difficult fixtures uh, as you can see Newcastle away Man United at home Brighton away that's not the best uh, place to invest in your defensive assets at the moment probably and third place, again, Newcastle. Just like West Ham, they're top three in both categories, and uh, they've just been really good lately and good fixtures. And with that, I'm going to open it up to you guys. Kevin, what are your thoughts about the fixtures upcoming? Yeah, uh, obviously, I'd love to discuss Everton whenever I can, so I think I'll start with them. Uh, as you can see here, uh, for those who can see the graphics, uh, Everton's expected goals is 5 one which is terrible but that's also because in the last fixtures Calvert-Lewin's been 
played sparsely to even not at all. And the minute he got his first start, he scored. We looked good. Anthony Gordon got more involved, which yeah. you guys remember, he was man-marked to hell in the matches where Calvert-Lewin was missing. So I think you should see a better rise in the expected goals and obviously the expected goals conceded to go down because we're going to be attacking more. We're going to have the ball more and we already have a very solid defense. And I believe that the minute Calvert-Lewin is back and now he looks like he's back in full powers because that goal he scored against Crystal Palace was just unbelievable. He did a really nice move, slotted at home the Calvert-Lewin that we're used to. So considering the fact that we're playing Fulham away, I hate Marco Silva. I think Everton sort of hate Marco Silva too. It's going to be a grudge match. It's notoriously known for being a pretty high goal-scoring game. Um, I think we're going to see a tightly contested match there. Leicester at home. Leicester away was one of the big reasons why we stayed up last year. So I think mm-hmm. Leicester at home is just a beautiful fixture. Everton against Bournemouth. Ends like it's three, a fixture, yeah. Yeah, it ends like three, three, all this type of stuff. So I sh- expect a lot of goals in that game. Bournemouth are much better at home compared to their away form. So you know, give or take, it might not be the best Everton FPL sort of thing, but I think generally speaking, for the schedule and for fantasy players who want a differential, consider Calvert Lewin. Kimo got it bang on when he said Anthony Gordon might do something and he did. <laughs> yeah, was he scored. Hard. And I think uh, that alone deserves some praise. So well done. Thank you, you so much. I, I think he's the main man, not, not like the main man, but I, like he's one of the main guys there. Lombard really likes him. He was wanted uh, by Chelsea, like 50 million. They, de- they depend so much on him and so on. So I, it was not backed by stats or, or something like that superstitious but i just i just had the feeling that he will score he will be involved i mean who else if you if you take out calvert who else in everton would would be involved Ayubi from time to time and so yeah. on. J- jordan was like a real like gut feeling but but just one one more thing about uh, bournemouth fixture i had a really good memory some years ago when lukaku played at everton i had him as a captain where he scored four goals against bournemouth yeah uh, so it's it's something that in the memory, when you go like flashback, bonus and everything, it's a game where you have a good, uh, good memories, a lot of goals and so on. So I think actually, it's not it's not something crazy that I would sell one of Martinelli. I will come to that later, but like one of Martinelli, I regret actually, or Saka out because Arsenal is not showing so many high scoring uh, games lately, and then target the uh, Everton fixture with Leicester at home, bonus away, and then. Pray to God that Carvalhoon can uh, can score some goals. What do you think about that, Matthias? Yeah, for sure. Carvalhoon is uh, is a really good player. He's never good for me in FPL, but uh, a lot of other people have had uh, <laughs> plenty of points from him. Uh, I think last year I bought him in like game week. I can't remember. It was really early on, and he'd been really good to start. And then I brought him in, and he immediately got injured and uh, <laughs> was injured yeah. for a while after that. So, but about, but about Lister fixture and Bournemouth, like what what do you think Everton in in that form? I mean, Bournemouth, uh, you can look at Bournemouth stats here as well. Uh, 4.73. They're not going to score that many goals, at least. Uh, defensively, they haven't been that good either. We all remember mm-hmm. they lost 9-0 against Liverpool, so maybe the other team from Liverpool can score 9 as, <laughs> nine as well. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Everton's fixtures are really good. Calvert-Lewin is a really good uh, option if you need to switch your striker. Uh, we're going to talk more about that next week when 
plenty of people will try to sell Mitrovic. We already have sell, sold Mitrovic, but next week, if you can look at West or Fulham's fixtures, they have Man City away and Man United at home. So mm. a lot of people have to sell him, and then Calvert Lewin might be a really good option that week. But we'll talk about more of that. We'll talk mm. more about that late next week when we make the case How for our strikers. How dare you? How dare you not add Everton as a <laughs> difficult fixture? Oh my God, I take that very personally. This is based on uh, recent form and uh, a lot of other factors. So, uh, so yeah. No, no, no. We're gonna lose uh, that Everton game. away can can be easy, etc. But yeah, yeah. But uh, Kimo, any teams that stand out to you? Yes, one overlooked team is uh, Tottenham. Uh, they as well having bonus away, which is so much. If you not take in consideration the last season game away, it's it's nil nil. But usually it's a lot of goals from Spurs. Spurs love to score uh, many goals against bonus. They're also having a good stats in terms of expected goals recently. They had really tough fixtures uh, against United and and so on. But I, I believe that. Conte will will get everything right after they are finished with the mission of the Champions League. Um, so I think Bournemouth has a good fixture for Tottenham as well as Liverpool. Yes, they are playing away to Spurs. It's it will be a lot of goals. I expect this is a heavy, heavy scoring game. And Leeds at home, I don't, I don't need to to speak more about that. Leeds is one of the worst teams at the moment at the Premier League. So yeah, even me, me and Kevin and you could play a game of football and can score against Leeds. So, so it's really one one team that uh, have a lot of uh, tasty fixtures, uh, Spurs. And I also, I think Newcastle is really overlooked in terms of attacking returns. We'll speak more about Almiron later, but really, really, if uh, if Wilson is, is, is available without injury, I would have considered him my team. Like Aston Villa at home, Southampton away. Chelsea at home can be, I don't know. I, don't, I cannot get an eye on, on Chelsea under Potter right now. Like I cannot decide if they are really good, really bad attacking. They are well defensively, keeping a lot of clean sheets uh, recently. But but it's a, it's, a, it's a good in consideration, at least the next two fixtures. So that's uh, that's the two teams that I wanted to highlight. Yeah. Uh, Kevin is backing Everton. I back West Ham, of course. But this game week, they have Man United away. So you should probably stay away from uh, West Ham players this week. But... From gaming 15 and gaming 16, you can probably add some West Ham players to your mix, and that will probably suit you well. Uh, other than that, there's not that much to talk about. We mentioned Newcastle. Obviously, Man City are at the top of the fixture list because they have the easiest fixtures, and they also yep. have the best expected goals. So you should by now you should have three Man City players already. If you don't, then buy someone. Uh, we're going to talk more about that as well. But one um, last comment, Matthias. Yeah. It, what do you think about Nottingham Forest? Next three fixtures in terms of defensive or, or attacking returns. I don't want to talk. I, I don't want to think about Nottingham Forest players at all. Basically, <laughs> okay. has been decent up front. He's uh, outscored his the last few game weeks. Uh, okay. Sadly for me. Yeah. But uh, defensively, I mean, Neko Williams is the obvious shout. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. He's, he has two clean sheets in a row. All of a sudden. I don't think he's going to get a clean sheet against Arsenal away. At least I hope not. I hope Hizos finally scores. Yes, yeah. I've been so disappointed in Jesus and uh, Arsenal. I might, yeah. I might tell him next week as well uh, if yeah. he fails to score against something in Forest. So, yeah. but Arsenal have good fixtures, uh, more so defensively than offensively. Probably Nottingham Forest yeah. has shown to be a difficult team to score against sometimes, yeah. like they did against uh, Liverpool. Chelsea are really difficult to score on now with Kepa and goal, and then Wolverhampton are pretty terrible still, but 
they've they have at least a reputation to be defensively sound and they play i was i was just thinking like what kind of motivation that win against liverpool can give nottingham first onwards i mean they they beat west ham early in the season and that didn't give them any motivation so i don't think uh yeah okay we'll we'll (laughs) see obviously it's better to beat liverpool than west ham who who could have thought that liverpool would not score against nottingham so that's true, but I still think Nottingham Forest are pretty poor. So I'm, okay. I'm not going to look at their players personally. Okay. Uh, okay. I even I even sold Nico Williams on wild card. So, what? <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are going to make the case for other players instead. We're going to talk about the midfielders we still have faith in, even though they haven't really produced as expected. Salah and Son obviously have not produced as expected throughout the season. Salah has been decent in terms of points, but he's been a big disappointment this season uh, compared yeah. to the consistency he has consistency he has shown the last few seasons i'm going to make the case for Wilfred saha but before that i'm just going to open up to kevin who has the number one pick this week and he chose sala to um yeah make the case for sala so go ahead kevin why do you have faith in sala even though we just blanked against nottingham forest you know mainly i think i picked him just to annoy chemo but uh i think also <laughs> I just think Salah is due a huge haul. It's really frustrating that the haul came in the Champions League where he scored a hat-trick, you know, one of the fastest hat-trick of all time, blah, 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 blah. Um, But I just, just looking at how he played against City compared to how he played away to Nottingham Forest, it, it felt like night and day. I think the Anfield form is something that is real for him currently. Salah of the past would have scored against anyone and can and will score against anyone. I mean, the fact that he scored against City was impressive by itself, uh, especially considering his form. But I think there's just been so many hauls. He's not far away from being one of the best FPL assets in the game anyways, points-wise. And Are you sure about that? I mean, if you look at him in terms of the midfielders, he's not yeah. that far away from the top. Which I can is give crazy. You some some embarrassing names that have scored more points than Salah. Sure, but what I'm saying is he's still capable of becoming number one, and he yeah. clearly cares about these things. For a guy who's who's constantly like one of the nicest men in football and etc. I, it, you can tell that it stings him when he gets snubbed for these awards and stuff like that. So I think he knows he has to bring this form back up to speed. Leeds is the uh, perfect team to do that against. He's hauled for against Leeds at Anfield several times, including that opening game week uh, was a year ago or two years two ago, years where ago, we I all. Think. Yeah, where we all yeah. captained him and he absolutely That's smashed That's the up. thing. That's the thing. And last year as well. Uh, yeah. Last... There's, there are things to consider. Yes, he's expensive, considering all the other boys in this, uh, you know, midfielders or just in general with your team. You can save a lot picking someone else. But the reason why you spend so much money on someone like Salah is because, normally speaking, he is consistent. He gets the goals. And... Leads are just so haphazard defensively and are just terrible at the moment. Even though he's not a pen merchant, and I don't want to call him that, Salah is slightly a pen merchant at times. This feels like Salah is going to get a penalty, and then from there it will just explode. I think we're going to see a big haul from Salah this game week, and I think 
that's the reason why you should pick him. Okay, but I have an argument against this. Like, sure. How long? How long are we gonna wait from Salah to score that goal? Like in in, in the last in the last in the last eight game weeks, he scored only one goal. In the last the last goal Salah has scored was against City. Regardless of that, it was against United, like very early in the season. Yeah, uh, me, me and Mateus watched the game together, didn't we? At the bar, I think so. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's long long time ago that I don't even remember when sure. when the Salah score. If you remove the goal from City, and just like to to confirm it was my theory, how many games that looks so many people like you and me and many others are very, very sure that Salah are going to score, and he didn't. Like Bournemouth, at home nine nil, he didn't score. Yeah, uh, Newcastle at home, he didn't score. Brighton at home, he didn't score. West Ham at home, he didn't score. And those are all the games that usually Salah scores. Again, it's in the in the normal season. This, this is the thing. 100%. But, uh, yeah. So the only the only thing that I can say in favor of Salah is Leeds are terrible. Spurs very from, terrible. Yeah. Spurs, regardless of how where they are in the table. They yeah. have fumbled the bag in all the big matches so far. Can yeah. you tell me a single game where they've actually played well against a big team? You can't because they've lost every game. Yeah. So I think Spurs away could be, um, it should be a trickier game. But I think, it's, like you said earlier, it could be a high scoring game and that favors Salah. It will be. It will be a high scoring yeah. game. It's just before the World Cup, I think I think people are more like... Uh, Players are more like relief just for the taking a break and so on. It will be more like um, everybody will play freely and yeah, it will be a good game. I think so. I have very high hopes for like a 3-3, 4-3 or something. 100%. And then the final game uh, there listed, Southampton at home. Southampton are terrible away. At St. Mary's, you can argue that they're a half-decent team. Mm. But away from home, they're terrible. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, you have a case. I mean, I I have Salah in my team. <laughs> we'll come to my del- my dilemma uh, later on. So yeah, well, I'll talk more about Salah and, and um, yeah. yeah, go for it. Kimo, you have Son. Uh, just a thing with uh, Salah. You said uh, when are we gonna get his haul? Uh, I think you can say the same for Son. <laughs> he hasn't really scored that many points lately either. And Salah has actually produced in the Champions League with the hat trick that Kevin mentioned. Uh, should, I should note we are recording this uh, on Wednesday before both Liverpool and Spurs play their um, fixtures. So if yeah. they score or if they get injured or anything like that, uh, that's the reason why we were not mentioning it. Uh, also, I have to mention we have uh, some players that are exempt from getting picked this week, and that's basically Man City and Arsenal midfielders. Everyone yeah. knows Foden and Saka are the players to get this game week. So if you don't have them already, yeah. you should probably get them uh, instead of either of these guys I don't know if you should sell these guys to, to get them that's what we're trying to make the case for now but you should at least consider Foden and Saka before you consider any of these guys at least in my opinion I don't know if you guys disagree with that oh, I, I don't disagree I mean no need to mention like uh, Foden is an important player Holland is an important player I mean like we're, we're trying to make a case for someone overlooked yeah. and and, yeah. and We'll come to my dilemma later. Is about Salah. It's between Salah and Son. I, I have Salah in my team. I'll, I'll come to that later. But uh, regarding uh, Son, I think I think he just like the upcoming fixture that got me thinking about him. We were talking one of these days about the content creators. None of them have Son in their team. He's only in ten percent 
uh, of the teams right now, totally. So he's really, really overlooked. And he can score a hat-trick just in 20 minutes, like like he did in uh, against uh, Leicester, wasn't it? Yeah, not 19 points against Leicester um, not so long ago. So he, he's freshly updated and scoring goals more than Salah. So I think it's about Bournemouth. And one thing about stats for against Bournemouth, as you, as you wrote in the pros and cons, he scored five goals and two assists against Bournemouth in the last seven games. And guess what? Half of it was away. And they are playing next against Bournemouth away. So historically, I like to back myself with a historical, a player who goes into the game knowing that he scored a lot of goals against his team. I remember, I think, uh, Eden Hazard was in, in in an interview and he was speaking about that uh, he loves to play against uh, Watford because he always scored against Watford. And he spoke about it in an interview. And I saw that interview randomly, like some weeks before a game against Watford. It was it was around the Christmas time some years ago. And I brought in Hazard. He scored two goals and one assist. And I captained him. And, and that's like a, like a psychological effect. The player knows... Every time I play against this team, I score a lot of goals. So something was was Bournemouth away for Hingmanson. And Liverpool as well. He scored a lot of goals against Liverpool. So he's a big, big games player. Depends on the way that Conte plays. But I expect this game that has a lot of goals. Klopp really open. He's, he's desperate, frustrated. So he, he's trying to win the game against Tottenham. Conte will do the same as well. Both of them have lost, not officially, the hope to win the Premier League. But they are competing for the same positions. Uh, Leeds at home, it's, it's a really testing sector. So... Also, he has a good stat, expected goals involvement, 1.5. He's not so down uh, in the bottom of the list. He's one of the top players in terms of midfields. And Boyne is also number one. <laughs> so, yeah. it's The stats is not something essential for me because Son is something like Demi Vardy. They can deliver a really terrible stat, but suddenly score two goals. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just uh, the thing with the previous fixtures against Bournemouth, that's the point of contention in the FPL community, I know. Some people disregard it completely and think like it doesn't matter. This is a new Bournemouth team. But the only thing that I'm mentioning there is, uh, do you know what happened last time he faced the Bournemouth? Last season, oh, two seasons ago, I think when Bournemouth were up. I'm pretty sure he didn't really do much in those games. But uh, if my memory serves me correct, but uh, like you said, nil nil. I think so. The last game between Tottenham and, uh, and Bournemouth. Yeah. So yeah, but, uh, but I'm like, trying to give myself a hope. I'm trying to be differentialist because. <laughs> Salah is owned by 30% of the people and, and he's been disappointing us once again, once again, once again. Nottingham Forest, Brighton and so on. So if you want to climb some ranks, I, I, I have Salah and I really want Son. We'll come to talk about that later when it comes to my team. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It depends on how, how Tottenham plays tonight and how Salah plays tonight. So so I'll have to rethink about that up until the deadline. I'm not going to do any transfers right now, but... It's really a good case to buy Tottenham uh, to buy Tottenham player against Bournemouth, Liverpool at home, and Leeds as well. Especially yeah. when he's Jung Minson, top scorer for the Premier League last season. He's he's really not happy at his situation right now. So yeah, he can but, score he, he can score a hat trick at any any given day. He's really a good player, world class. To further your point about Tottenham players in general, then what stops someone from saving money instead of buying Son and go upgrading for Kane? Absolutely. Kane has scored four goals in the last five fixtures against Bournemouth or something like that. So nothing wrong, yeah? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it just I, mean, I mean, if, if I could, I would do both of them. If I could. Okay. 
I mean, it just depends if you have a midfielder you need to sell or a striker you need to sell. That's basically yeah. the difference between Son and Kane. And also, like Kimo mentioned, Son is a huge differential. Like, not many people yeah. have him. He can yeah. score. He can score, like you said, a hat trick at any time. If he does well the next few game weeks and you bought him, you're gonna climb up the ranks really quickly. So, I have considered it myself. I'm. I think I'm gonna stick with Salah. But okay, that's. I that's... know. I know no one that has Son in his team. That's surprisingly. Yeah. I know. No, I, I know a lot of people who play fantasy, but yeah. no, none yeah. of them has Son in their team. So it's something also you need to think out of the box. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, plenty of people have Saha in their team, but I've seen a lot of people who have thought about selling Saha as like, Saha being the player they sell to get either Saka or Foden. Well, mainly Saka because most people have Foden already. I think you should keep Saha, uh, especially for this game week against Southampton at home. Kevin said earlier, Southampton at home is a really good fixture. It's uh, We ranked it as the easiest fixture possible. Um, but yeah, Saha hasn't really produced as well as we've uh, thought the last few game weeks. He had one game week where he scored and did pretty well, but uh, he has disappointed quite a few FPL managers. But still, he is the talisman for Crystal Palace. He's on penalties, so he, every time Palace score, basically, he's involved somehow. And uh, yeah, the fact that a lot of people have sold him is also a point in his favor, because Saha is another well-known troll. He tends to do really well when... Uh, a lot of managers are selling him, so since a lot of people are selling him this game week, he might punish them once again and uh, score against Southampton. So we'll see if he does that. Uh, the point against him is that Crystal Palace are pretty pretty yes. poor this season. Like I've yes, been yeah. very I was just disappointed with Crystal Palace so far. Yeah, in in terms of attacking returns, Crystal Palace is. I don't know. They they are playing really differently this this season, scoring one or two goals at the maximum being defeated a lot of times recently. But yeah, this is the thing. You need to buy a player who plays in a team who scores goals. And this is not the case with Sahawashi. He's a really, really good player, but he plays in a team right now. They don't score a lot of goals. So this is my only concern. Other than that, for me, he will get only the game against Southampton, and that's it for me. This is the only chance. Even if he scored, I think I think just moving Zaha to, to Trossard in in the, in the same game week, yeah, yeah, will will be will be. I think Trossard has Nottingham Forest. Trossard has pretty easy fixtures. You can go quickly back to the fixture ticker and look at the yeah. Brighton fixtures. Uh, they have Wolverhampton away and Aston Villa at home in game fifteen and sixteen. So. Yeah, Wolverhampton away and Aston Villa at home. Too. So I think it, it's much better fixtures than West Ham. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely I'm definitely considering him next week, but. Yeah, that's uh, next game week. Uh, basically, I finished with Saha. Any other points you have against Saha or for Kevin? You just saw him play against Everton, so... I, I think the biggest thing against Saha is he's a very temperamental player. So when the match... Uh, <laughs> like, when the match uh, picture looks good, he will play really good football. He'll be very, you know, start doing flair stuff. The minute the game goes against him, he is the most whiny player on the pitch. And I I say that with a lot of love for Zaha because I think he's a wonderful football player. But he reminds me a lot of me, and that annoys me. So, <laughs> but Kevin, Kevin, one thing. You, it's, it's in the second episode that also twice you have commented. Last episode you've commented about the temperament of, of Darwin. Darwin Nunes. Yeah, you said that he's, he's a, he has a temper issue. And this week... Zaha has a temper issue. But what, it's not... Uh, what's your problem here? No, 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 no. With Darwin, it's te- he has temperament issues in the sense of, like, 
he's just angry with with Zaha. It's a it's more of a mood thing. Yeah, yeah. On on his day when the mood is right and they're playing the right brand of football, Zaha is someone who's going to get a lot of points. But considering the form, considering how they play, it's negative football. So Zaha in himself. He's going to play a bit negatively. I can explain that really quick. I think he spoke about it before, which is something that he feels is really, it's almost like injustice from referees most of the time that they don't yeah. give him fouls. A lot of uh, racism, and, like the fans and so on. So he's, he's through through the years, he like established that kind of moody thing while playing in the Premier League. So he, he spoke about it openly. None of the referees give him what he deserved in terms of fouls because he, he, he can take some tackles here and there, but yeah, he's, he's a good player. I like him. I, I really don't care if the player has a temper issues. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to say that. Uh, yeah, that's not at all. I mean, I, I had mean. Diego Costa on my team. For no, oh, temper, my temper issues is not the issue. The issue is that he's moody when he plays in yeah. the sense of like, he has to be in a good mood for him yeah. to. I agree. Um, I agree. But I another agree. thing that I think we need to also add is the fact that he's on a contract here. I'm sure that is looming on both Crystal Palace and yeah. him because if he wants to, he can just go to wherever he wants after the summer. But obviously Crystal Palace want their talisman to stay. So I'm sure that's also playing on their minds a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Now, before Kimo made the point, I was about to mention the point that Kevin brought that up with Darwin last week. And I was going to say that. <laughs> Ke- I was going to say that well, Kevin said this himself, but uh, yeah, Kevin cool. also is known for having a, a bit of a mood swingy temper <laughs> kind of deal. And it sort of affects his uh, FPL decisions sometimes as well. Yeah. But yeah, uh, while we were describing Saha there with his temper and his mood and all that, it sounded a lot like Cristiano Ronaldo. So who knows? Maybe he'll uh, produce like Cristiano did last season uh, towards the end of the season, Saha now. He's, yeah. uh, he's not well at the moment he's probably the same caliber of player or better than Cristiano Ronaldo who's washed let's let's face it but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah let's see what Saw can do I have faith in him I don't think you should sell him uh, I think yeah. you should sell other players rather than him like Bowen or anyone else really for the same same price apart I think from it's, Saka it's, it's, it's kind of annoying pick because he's in everybody's team this is a thing if he scores I have him you have him Kevin has him. All my friends have him. It's, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of boring, kind of template. Yeah. But at the same really? time, if you sell him and he produces, then you're going to be dropping even further in the ranks. And I, I certainly don't want to do that. So He's already been sold by 100,000 or more, 110,000, something yeah. like that. Too. Like I said, when, uh, when he's sold uh, a lot in a game week, he usually returns with, uh, with some points. So I'm hoping that's the case this week as well. Do you think uh, you follow the podcast? We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we made our case for each of our players. You can comment down below uh, who made the best case for their player. Who are you bringing in? Are you considering selling any, any of these players for either Foden or Saka? Please let us know. Uh, we'll move right along into to the weekly wildcard draft. And uh, yeah, we're starting with a blank slate. We have uh, no players picked at the moment. And uh, we're going to go right ahead with the first pick, which is uh, Kevin, who selected Erling Braut Holland. Yet again, he's not Norwegian, but he, or Kevin is not Norwegian, I should say, but he picked a Norwegian player who 
basically destroyed his Swedish team uh, not that long ago in the national team. Uh... Why are you bringing that up? That's <laughs> completely irrelevant to FPL. Has nothing to do with anything. That's terrible. What the hell are uh, you doing? You, you, still, you still picked him. That's, uh, Don't wind me up, courage. okay? Don't okay. wind That's me up. That's fine. Okay. Courage, we'll... <laughs> courage, the easiest pick. Guys, I'm neutral. Sure. We're, we're not going to talk you. more thank about Holland. You don't need to be neutral, but thank you. We yeah. don't need to say much about Holland. Um, we don't really need to say much about uh, Kimo's first pick either, which is Son. He already made yeah, the case for him. Case, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, you just heard why he thinks Son is uh, the second most player, important player to get in your team at the moment. Uh, my pick is Foden. Again, we mentioned him earlier. He's fantastic. He just uh, last game week he got rested. That's why he got one point. He's going to start from now on. He started every single game before game week thirteen when I finally got him in my team. But he's going to be starting and producing points coming up, so he's he's a no-brainer, really. And the same can be said for Cancelo. He didn't return this past game week, but he's been really consistent all year. So Kevin picked him with this, uh, with the number four pick. Number five, Kimo has gone for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. We barely touched on him earlier. Will you expand a bit on why you've chosen DCL, Kimo? Yeah, I, see. I think it's nothing much to say more than the easy fixtures and the 3 0 win against Palace will give them a little bit motivation to to, to continue the form. And so I, th- I think they are more relieved now. Lombard is more in a good position. I think they are ranked 12 or the 13th on the table right now, if I'm not mistaken. So they are far away from the danger uh, uh, spots. So I think they will take it from there. Fixtures are packing. He scores a lot of goals when he's in form. So, yeah, I just have, like, the gut feeling that uh, Dominic Calverton will, will score goals in the next fixture. So, yeah, I think he's also very, very, very low ownership on this man. So, why not? I, I think at the, this, this point of the season, you need to really be smart and moving on to differentials. And this is what I'm trying to do. Hopefully, my wild card <laughs> would deliver. But, yeah. Uh, I failed by bringing Salah again. I wanted to move on from all the popular picks, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you had a good feeling about Gordon last week, and he scored, but you didn't. Yeah. You, but you didn't put him in your team, so maybe you'll rectify your mistake this time and put these. And I'm not team. putting uh, Calvertone on my team either this week, so <laughs> probably he'll sure. score. So maybe he'll yeah. score again and be yeah, yeah. Uh, be good for you guys rather than yeah. Uh, Kimo. Yeah. But yeah, uh, again, another obvious pick for me, Saka. Uh, don't really need to speak more about him he didn't get any points last week but as we mentioned he should have had a penalty he's the penalty take for Arsenal so he makes a lot of sense Arsenal will return to form as well from last fixture against uh, Southampton Uh, next player Kevin has chosen a trendy pick which is uh, Miguel Almiron and uh, just before Kevin elaborates a bit more about Almiron uh, both me and Kevin were huge fans of Almiron when he arrived in the Premier League and we bought him in in FBL, I remember a couple of years back when he arrived from uh, MLS. Uh, like until a few games, game weeks ago, he has struggled with scoring goals. That's what his issue was uh, when we, we brought him in originally back a couple of seasons ago. But lately, he's been scoring a lot of goals. And uh, Kevin, that's surely the reason why you've picked him. Yeah, I mean, considering the fact that um, he has six goals in 12 games, um, just proves that a lot of the doubters that said that he wasn't a Premier League caliber player, he's proving them wrong. And it's not even like scrappy goals. He's scoring pretty nice, you know, finesse shots and all this type of stuff. He's constantly in the attack. This is without 
them playing with St. Max and Alexander Isak, and he's been stepping up. Um, both him and his link-up play with Calver- uh, Callum Wilson yeah. uh, has been fantastic as well. And I just think that this is exactly what he needed. He just needed the support and the belief that he could do it, and he's delivering the goods, especially in the FPL uh, sense. You know, for him to be under $6 million, he's a bargain. He's a steal. I think it's an obvious pick if you were to wildcard him in or even just as a regular transfer in because Newcastle have good matches. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I just then, want to say one more yeah, thing about that. Were you going to say something? No, go ahead. No, it's just like Almiron is like the natural every year's player who is very uh, low ownership owned and he keeps scoring every week and you say okay this is his last goal he's not gonna score more and then he keeps scoring and then you're not gonna get him and then he's good and, and it's like Thomas Soshik for it's about uh, one season ago or two seasons two ago seasons I think ago, yeah. Two, yeah. two seasons ago he was like that kind of like five to six million uh, yeah, player was, who was five and oh at that season yeah yes yes that's what I mean and then you because because of his price and there's uh, so many other options around that price you say okay that's that's one lucky goal he's not gonna score and then he keeps scoring that's one lucky goal he's not going and also <clears throat> Gundogan and Lundstrom and so, so many uh, like uh, players around that um th- there was a player at Stoke City who's called Alan or something something Alan uh, I don't remember I had him on my team he scored also like four or five goals uh Hoiberg also scored like uh, three or four goals at one of the seasons and then so there is there is every season story I'm not gonna get him on my team and I have also Story about that. I have a guy at work. <clears throat> uh, he's not working in the same place, but like in the same building. He's from Portugal, and uh, Luis—that's his name. I meet him like sometimes. We eat lunch together, and so on. He plays fancy for the first time, and he's ranked around like three thousand or two thousand all over the world, and is like number sixty in Portugal, and so on. And he has Almiron every season. He doesn't watch any games. <laughs> he doesn't know. I probably he doesn't know what how does Almiron looks like, but. He, he has him. He's not gonna sell him. Yeah, and he scores every week for him. Yeah. Very, very many points. And yeah, this is uh, Almiron, uh, Almiron syndrome, Almiron uh, story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both me and Matias actually considered when we were originally making our drafts for game week one. No way! Stop it! Come no, on. No, 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 no. There's we have receipts of this that we tri- we're gonna triple up with Almiron, but we were so convinced that this was netto redemption season that we scrapped it and that is what god i mean imagine if we had just stuck with almiron he would have probably been a season keeper for us as well yeah yeah, yeah. i'll admit i wasn't that close to getting him i was always getting netto anyway but <laughs> i haven't thought about it uh... I, I don't think i don't think i'm gonna get him not yeah, if we'll, we'll see. Yeah, he's, he's player. But someone who we don't need to get, and we already have, and Kim was obviously picked as well this week, is uh, Trippier. He's an uh, easy choice yet again. Yeah. He's been so good this season. Newcastle are really good, so yeah. don't really need to elaborate on him. And I'm going to triple up on Newcastle with Kevin's player, Callum Wilson. I think he's been unlucky the last few game weeks not to get more points. Almiron has basically gotten in front of him for a couple of goals, and uh, Wilson has been in good positions. He's had pretty good XG and all that stuff, and I think uh, a hole is right around the corner for him. So I think he should definitely be in your plans. Um, we'll move on to the next pick, which is uh, the goalkeeper. Well, the next two picks, actually, because they're both Arsenal defenders. Kevin, I'll start with you. Uh, why do you think uh, Arsenal defense is uh, good going forward? 
Yeah, I think uh, just generally speaking, we touched upon it briefly where Arteta is just trying to try to do the Simeon thing of like showing up the defense, just like a one nil win and just bring that like that is the thing that he wants to address. I mean, Southampton was a winnable game for them. And I know he's extremely disappointed over the fact that it ended a draw and it should have probably ended like three, four nil if Jesus had scored his chances if Saka got in his penalty. That's a penalty for Saka. That's a penalty. Yeah, it is a thousand percent a penalty for awful, Saka. Awful, awful referee from the VAR system. Awful. Yeah, but that's Premier League officiating or officiating, just generally speaking. I've always hated refs, uh, but anyways, that completely besides the point. I think Arsenal, just generally speaking, with Tierney coming back and Sinchenko also hopefully being back soon, I think it's the time, right time for Arsenal to shore up their defense. Yeah. yeah. Kimo, you picked Ben White. You wanted to pick Gabriel originally, but because of money restraints or constraints, yeah. we couldn't pick him. Uh, why did yeah. you go for an Arsenal, Arsenal defender to double up on Arsenal defense? Me, because I I have a theory that I regret having it confirmed <laughs> last week. It's because I I think I think Arteta is backing his defense. It's like one nil. That's it. Kill the game and so on. Try as much as possible to play more conservatively and. So it, it was it was confirmed in the leads, even though they have conceded a lot of chances, and also last game they only scored one one um, one goal, and they conceded a really beautiful goal from uh, Southampton. So I think yeah, having faced uh, regarding the next fixture, so it's just for for me like they have Nottingham Forest who don't score that much, even though they scored against Liverpool. Chelsea, I'm not sure can be anything, but Wolverhampton is a really fixture where high chances for clean sheet. They are terrible. So, yeah, going on a wild card for the next three game weeks, Arsenal defender is okay. In addition to, there is no not so many other good defenders in the market. So, who to buy? I mean, that's true. I'm tasked with picking another defender, or I could have picked uh, Ward as my backup goalkeeper, but I wanted to pick someone more interesting. I could have picked a midfielder as well, but we don't have much money left. And uh, this is a player that I actually considered game week one. I had him in my team. Up until the very last moment, I think, when I downgraded Ward, actually, or downgraded from uh, Sanchez, I believe, to Ward to yeah. sell Diogo Dalot and get in Carl uh, Walker yeah. in my Game of One team. I think Dalot has been really good this season. He's uh, played every game almost for Man United. Uh, Man United are in form. They drew against Chelsea, but they beat Spurs right before that. Uh, he's attacking minded he's nailed pretty much and uh, I think he has a lot of potential Uh, it should be mentioned that he has four yellow cards so he's one yellow card away from the suspension but considering we have a pretty strong wildcard draft this uh, this week it's not that big of a problem he's the fourth defender so it's it's okay they'll keep a clean sheet one clean sheet in the next three game weeks yeah yeah, he's a fourth defender so he shouldn't be if you have two uh, defenders on your bench like Bueno and Neko Williams then you probably shouldn't make Dalot your third defender because of the suspension yeah. thing but as a fourth defender I think he's a really good option um, yeah next pick is uh, Kevin he's back to Gordon we've mentioned <laughs> him a couple times he, Boy. Uh, I should also just say that last week when uh, I had the number one pick we tripled up on West Ham in the wildcard draft and this week <laughs> Kevin has the number one pick and uh, we've doubled up on Everton so uh, Kevin why are, do you have so much faith in Everton going forward yeah I mean the main thing is the striker that got picked Calvert Lewin is back and looks like he's in full fitness. I think Gordon wants to shake off some of the 
rust that came with not playing with Calvert-Lewin and, you know, all the yellow cards and the Chelsea stuff. Now it's just full focus, ready to go. And Everton just have favorable fixtures. So why not double up? That makes sense. Next pick is uh, Kimo. He just went with Bueno. Standard yeah. 3.9 pick. Nothing 3. 9, yeah. nothing else to say about him. And yeah. goalkeeper Ward, who's been really good lately. He obviously plays Man City this week, so we shouldn't start him. But he's the perfect backup goalkeeper to have or starting yeah. goalkeeper. If, uh, <laughs> if you I have only five else. players from this wildcard regarding to my real wildcards, <laughs> even though I activated the last game. But I like this team much better. We'll see. Yeah. So you wish you could have changed this wildcard rather oh, than... Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. Going yeah. on with two Arsenal attackers is the biggest mistake I've done. <laughs> I hope, I really hope that they can make me regret that they have a reaction against Nottingham Forest. They should. They should. They will. I think that the unlucky thing that Nottingham Forest has done really impressive fixture against Liverpool, like an impressive game against Liverpool, which is a big team. They are going to try to do the same against Arsenal. So so if they, if they deliver like 1-0, definitely I will sell either one of Martinelli and Saka and get not Almiron, but I'll get like someone else. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, things we should uh, do, we are going to go forward to our Gaming 14 plans. And uh, yeah. first up again is uh, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I'll just let you speak on your team, Kevin. Uh, but before that, I'm just going to mention, usually you've been the type of manager to be like, oh, I hate my team after a, after a bad game week and just do a lot of transfers. Uh, this time around, it seems like you're not going to do that. So explain why. Yeah, um, I look at my team and I'm like, hmm, this looks like a team that can get like 3,000 points. So <laughs> yeah. let's back it. Um, and just for the SoundCloud iTunes, uh, Spotify members, I'll just say the team as I've lined it up. I got Ryan Goal against Wolves. I got Trippier, who is playing Aston Villa. Yes, that can go. Is Aston Villa good at football now? I don't think so. So I reckon he'll get us a lot of points. Gay against Southampton, Cancelo. Saka against Nottingham Forest. We just briefly spoke about how we feel and believe they're going to have a reaction after the Southampton draw. Salah, maybe his final chance. No, I'm kidding. I just made a case for him, so he's going to bang against Leeds. He normally does. Foden, I reckon will start uh, rather than what happened last week. Saha against Southampton at home. Again, I think this is going to be a positive match where they can attack because Southampton are just terrible away. Holland as captain because yeah, I mean... He's just he's always scores. He he's blank like once this whole entire year. So who else exactly? Uh Tony against Wolves. I think Brentford are a really good home team. So I reckon they'll react after getting absolutely spanked by Aston Villa. So I reckon we'll see a big reaction out of them. And then Callum Wilson, who we had in the weekly wildcard draft, I think he's gonna get some goals against Aston Villa at home. And in terms of potential moves, I'm saving a transfer. Uh, I think this is a good enough team where I don't have to tinker too much. And there's not so many obvious players that you have to bring in. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, um, you went through all your players. And it should also be noted that apart from the Man City players who are basically a fixture proof, all your other players are playing at home this week. And yeah. uh, I actually yeah. had a look uh, at home and away tables. And... Uh, pretty much well not pretty much all 20 teams have been better 
at home than away. That's not that surprising, but usually there's about like one or two or three teams that are better away than home for some mm. reason. But this this season, it seems like home advantage is a huge factor. And uh, that's also another reason why I think it's uh, a sound plan for you to save your transfer and just stick with your home players and your city players and hope that that will work out for you. I think you have a really strong team. Uh, even though you didn't wildcard last week, you have a really good team. You're lacking some Arsenal players. That's the only drawback, I guess. Lucky uh, him. Lucky if, him, I guess. If you, if you had more, if you <laughs> lucky him, maybe. If you had more money, maybe you could have uh, upgraded Guehi or something to like uh, Ben White or Gabriel if you had more money than that. But apart from that, I think the team looks pretty good. So really yeah. good. Like you look at the Zaha Guehi double up. You would think in a good in a good world. That, that that's a clean sheet. That's a goal and assist for Zaha. No, no, but for real, it looks like a really good team. Even though like Wilson um, and uh, even Tony, two home games, you you should you should get a return from one of them at least. So, yeah. Also, one more thing. Uh, this graphic doesn't have the yellow flag for Holland. Obviously, there were some comments from Pep yesterday after he yeah. served off Holland at halftime. He said he had some issues with his ankle and he had a fever and a couple other things. Cancelo apparently also had a fever. Who, yeah. who would have guessed after I brought him He will be fine, I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think both will be fine, but uh, just a little bit of uncertainty with Holland makes the vice-captain a bit more interesting this week than it has yeah. been the last few game weeks. And uh, Kevin has picked uh, Salah. He backed him. So you don't really need to explain it more, but uh, yeah. I uh, actually hope that he's injured and he's not playing. Then I can do Kane... Holland took in, and then I get an I can get an excuse to to get like Tottenham player at my team. Yeah. Easy enough. Yeah. Would you sell Holland though if he's back next week? Yeah, yeah. I don't care about the next week. Just for the <laughs> <laughs> for this game week. Just like I, I want I want a Tottenham player at my team. So I'd, I'd need him out until the World Cup, where he's not going to play yeah. anyways. Uh, before I sell him. But yeah, Kevin. Yeah. yeah, but do you want to? Yeah, because you will lose value if you. I know, I know, I know. It, it was a joke. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say hold <laughs> on that. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a wise man. I'm not a crazy guy. Yeah. Fair, okay, enough. fair enough. Let's see how crazy you are, and let's look at your uh, plans for the next game week. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's Riyad, Riyad, Goal, Cancelo, Trippier, Gabriel, Foden, Salah, Zaha, Martinelli, Saka, Poland captain, Skamaka, um, as a second striker, and. Nick Williams, Archer, Bueno, Iverson at the bench. I am thinking of going crazy. I usually I usually do some crazy stuff to sell Salah against Leeds, which is the only thing that he's playing against Leeds. He really scores a lot of goals against Leeds, and Leeds are terrible. But it's, again, what kind of position Salah is going to play at? What kind of Liverpool team will show up? What kind of formation is he gonna score all the chances he's getting in terms of stats he's been really having some slight improvement like he's he's having 2.1 expected goals involvement like number uh, number three after Boyan and saka 14 goal attempts 11 shots inside the box so it's it's really working a little bit slight for him but i don't trust salah anymore i don't trust liverpool and as I made the case for Son earlier, I, I really think Son will score much more points than Salah in the next three games. So we'll see. I After we record this episode, it will be Liverpool game. It will start in like a few minutes. I want to watch Liverpool. I want to watch Tottenham. I will want to see. I will make my decision based on that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. It will be a lot of thoughts up until uh, the deadline. But further than that, I'm not thinking of making any other transfers. 
my team looks all right. I need to give them a second chance for the World Cup. I hope, as I said, that Arsenal will score goals against Nottingham Forest. They should. So we'll see about that. If not, then I will do crazy things for the next game weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like with Kevin, uh, the vice captain is important if Holland is out. Uh, you've chosen Foden as your vice captain, but would you? No, I have it. On, I have it on Salah right now. Uh, okay, I have it on Salah right now. Okay. I just forgot to send the screenshot to you. Dated oh, okay. uh, one, but <clears throat> I think like I'm not. I'm not sure if Foden. I don't trust Pep. The thing is, uh, Pep really. I have to have it on another another player. I don't see anyone other than Salah. I don't trust Zaha, Martinelli, or Saka. So. If it's not uh, Holland, it will go to Salah or Son. Yeah. Based on transfers. That's yeah. what I was going to ask if you were going to yeah. put it on Son if you transfer him. But Absolutely. obviously, Absolutely. if you transfer out Salah, then Son will be your vice captain, Absolutely. I assume. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, once again, my team is not that much different to yours. I have, uh, like both of you, I have Raya and goal, but against Wolverhampton at home, surely this time it should be a clean sheet. Uh, Cancelo against Leicester away. Gabriel against Nottingham Forest at home, Trippier against Aston Villa at home, Foden against Leicester away, Salah against Leeds at home, Martinelli against Nottingham Forest at home, Saha against Southampton at home, Holland as captain against Leicester away, Jesus against Nottingham Forest at home, he has one more shot to produce for me before I sell him, and then Skamaka against Man United away. I have benched Bailey yet again because he's facing Newcastle away, and obviously Bueno and Patterson are also on the bench along with Ward who plays against Man City so I think finally Ward will not outscore my starting goalkeeper hopefully just like Kevin I have 0.1 million in the bank and I'm gonna save my transfer I have again I feel like my team is really good I've been saying that for a lot of game weeks and I'm (coughs) down at 2.1 million in terms of rank but hopefully uh, my luck turns around this week uh, yeah I can only hope but I have three city mid or three city players and three Arsenal players so I have high hopes for this game week so we'll see about that I don't know if you guys have any comments on my team otherwise we'll just move on uh, to I think I think it looks looks pretty similar to mine yeah I wouldn't yeah. do anything otherwise yeah yeah it's just a solid the song move I'm I'll consider that as well I guess depending on what happens tonight but most, I hope you most both likely, do it I hope you both do it yeah, and then yeah. I can triple captain him and then it'll be just oh. yeah. I mean most likely I'll keep I'll keep Salah at the moment I have my vice captain on Jesus Nottingham Forest at home uh, I've, I mentioned this like this is the fourth time I'm mentioning this last chance Jesus I yeah he was uh, one of my decisions this season that has failed me so far was not wildcarding in game week 8 and waiting until game week 13. One of the reasons for that was that I could keep uh, Jesus and wildcard him back and all that stuff. M- most people wildcarded or transferred transferred him out in game week 8 or game week 9 when they did the wildcard. I kept faith in him. He scored a couple goals early in game week 8 and 9, but then game week 10 11 12 he's just been terrible he's been i think from game week 10 until now he's been like the 22nd highest ranked striker or in terms of mm-hmm. fpl points which is awful he's gotten less points than solanke <laughs> for half the price almost so very disappointed in jesus he's just been really wasteful but i'm going to give him one more chance yeah. even potentially as a captain if Holland, yeah. if Holland is injured he might but be but why not salah Again, maybe I'm considering him as well, but most likely Holland will just be the captain and play. But okay. I might switch it to Salah, but I don't know. I no, no. I mean, I mean, why not like vice captain as a Salah? I mean, like yeah, I I might still do that, but we'll see. 
Yeah. Okay. One more chance for Jesus. That's pretty much it for this week's content. We'll move right along to the outro screen and I'll hand it over to our social media manager, which is Kevin. He has uh, previously worked for UEFA as a social media creator or a content manager. Yeah. So he knows his stuff and uh, you know also where to find us. So please tell us, Kevin, where can people find us? You can, for starters, join our mini league, uh, which I feel like we it's obviously there on screen but for everyone who uh can't see it um the code is six i y v seven u and uh join our mini league see if you can beat us and if you do i will uh buy you something for one pound and it will (laughs) once the budget goes higher and higher we'll get you something real nice um and you can follow us and please like share subscribe on youtube you can find us on the fpl scope on twitter if you feel like you want to roast us for any of the decisions we make comment about something that stupid that i said feel free to do it on twitter our handle is at fpl scope and that's the same with instagram which is at fpl scope you get to see our thumbnails a bit earlier and uh yeah there'll be some fun polls and other things that will be coming up as soon as possible so keep an eye out this uh space is going to explode and so will this uh podcast and we're also doing a spotify version of this episode as well for people who want to listen to us on audio so yeah yeah we'll uh try to fix spotify and itunes and all that stuff all the audio uh uh, yeah. ways of listening to this Kevin uh, is a man Kevin is a man for that Kevin is <laughs> yeah, a man for yeah, that yeah. for sure I'll, gonna, I'll sort that out he's gonna sort I'll that s- out yep however I still always recommend watching it on YouTube so you can see our reactions yeah. and mainly to see our tears because uh, the last couple of game weeks have been pretty terrible it will be but fine it will be fine let's watch Salah in a new position as Klopp is trying to be more philosophical than Pep so yeah, yeah. let's watch the game right now yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Fair it's enough. a good night from me. It's a good night from me and Kevin. I assume it's a good night from you as well. Yeah, good night. Yep. Which is good Swedish night. for good night. It's <laughs> good also night. Norwegian for good night. Yeah. But yeah, thanks oh, for watching. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Please also comment. Uh, I don't think Kevin mentioned that, but just uh, put in the comment section anything you have. As well as Twitter, you can mention anything you noted in the episode in the comment section on YouTube as well. That's uh, pretty much it for me. So see ya. Bye-bye.